Yo, 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 yo. We're back, we're back, we're back. No Bull Games podcast. It's your presenter, myself, Ali Ads. Uh, back with a bang. Uh, we've got the boys as per usual. First up, we've got Mr. Gary Bell. Big up yourself, Gary. Yo, hi guys, how are we? Sup, what's up? Yo, Gary, you're looking a bit fresh now, you know, looking with the greys and that. See you shining, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about running around the training ground, man. Well, not so much now, but I did get a little <laughs> bit of it. <laughs> Are you saying real one? I see you shining there, Mr. Golden State. Basketball Yo, glory hunter. Hunter. You're glory hunter, mate. Don't hate, man. I, was, I actually started watching when we lost to flipping um, LeBron and the Cavs, innit? That's actually when I started watching, so... I started yes. on bad. So please, fam, don't call me a glory hunter. No, you see, now when we're shit, so what's that guy's name? The, the, the main shooter, what's his name again? Steph Curry, yeah, Steph Curry. That's the new reason why I support them. Yeah, that's, that's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the, the reason I support Arsenal is because of Burkham. What do you want me to say? Ah, fair point, fair point, fair point, fair point. Say no more. To be fair, the reason why I support you now is because of Beckham, to be honest. So, yeah, that's anyway, big right. up Ash. Ash, what are you saying, bro? Yeah. I see you looking smoother there. Yeah, man. Scale them, scale them sugar. Yeah. I see you shining. Fresh trim. Fresh trim, Ash. Yeah, well, yes. How did you get that? Uh, hey, it's a bathroom oh, job, man. <laughs> it's a bathroom job, isn't it? I kept two meters away from him, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he had a face mask on. Yes, boys. Back again, man. Let's get it again. Yeah, yeah. Let's get well, I was locked down treating everyone, yeah? Does everyone bless you? Yeah, man. Can't complain, to be honest. This one's the worst one, though. This one's been horrible, man. Why yeah. you say that? I don't know, man. It's just, this one's been dead, man. Maybe because of the weather. I don't know. True. Yeah, lock, lockdown and winter doesn't go well together, man. Dark at four o'clock, you know. No football for the kids. Oh, my. Tough, tough. Uh, to be honest, I'll take lockdown in winter over lockdown in summer, man. Nah, <laughs> man. Any day. Oh. I'd rather, rather sit on my balcony and, and get some sun rays rather than Sit in the house freezing with the heating on. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it's crack on, it's crack on. So yeah, no bull games podcast, you know, you know the vibes. Um so yeah, this weekend was an FA Cup weekend, guys. Um, so there was a lot of interesting matches taking place. Um, obviously, the highlight of the weekend was the big game yesterday. Um, was United v um, Liverpool. Um, what's your own thoughts? Well, United are nowhere without Fernandez, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, two stories. Two stories. The interesting got- thing for me is they both go strong when they're playing each other, no matter the cup, if it's the if it's the Carling Cup or whatever it's called these days, the FA Cup of the League, they put the strongest available sides out because mm. they want because it's such a big match. So I think there's a bet there's a there's a marker being put down by United and you can't say, Oh, it's just the cup. It's a massive statement, I think, personally. Yeah, I, I think definitely I it's, it's, it's yeah, I think. As, as technically they're not actually derbies, but it is our derby to an extent. So this is our biggest game in, in the season, just due to historic reasons. Obviously, where Liverpool are literally, I think, one league title behind us, I believe, if I'm correct. Yeah, we're well, on yeah. twenty and then nineteen, I think. I, I might That's be right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. Yeah, nineteen. So yeah. small margins like this gives us that extra edge. So um, uh, I, I personally think it was a uh, it was a great performance from both teams. I think both teams came out, tried to win the game. Um, it was a great. It was a great. Advert for football. Um, obviously, the better team won in United. Ooh, um, a great advert for football. <laughs> oh, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. I think it was a good game, but it wasn't a great advert for football, in my opinion. I you don't think? think? No, it was a great I mean, game, I mean, 
No, I don't think it was it was top quality stuff. I don't think there was great execution. I just thought it was like a good, it was an entertaining game, especially considering all the, the dire draws and the stuff that we've been seeing lately. Like, I wouldn't say it was a, it was it was an advert for football. That's a that's that's a lot of praise. Maybe man. I'm being personally biased because I was on I was on edge that whole game, you know. So I was on edge thinking this is a this is mad. So it was a great game for me. But you know, I personally think it was a great advert for football. But that's my own personal bias in it. But who knows? Um, but in, in the grand scheme of things, I think um, United and Liverpool are are going through different stages in of the season. And obviously Liverpool are going through a little bit of a bad stage now. Um, United started off the season. Remember, I said at the start of the uh, one, of, one of the first episodes of the new season, I mentioned United will finish second. You all laughed at me. Remember that everyone laughed at me. Yeah, we're still laughing. So the they're we're slowed down. We're, we're halfway there. It's yeah, and you got a guy. Slow down. There's a good chance, lads. No, 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 no. Seriously, you have a guy that you put your whole team rest on. Like if Fernando doesn't perform, it's looking bleak. Pogba's come along for the ride now. But still, United are not a great team. Like, you lot have had a lot of luck. I love, inshallah, football. Like, <laughs> I would slow down. I'd, I'd really slow my horses. You haven't really got a great manager. He's, he's just a man hey, manager. That is uh, funny. I love, inshallah, football. That is funny. The, 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 big, the big change is the back four aren't making as many mistakes. They aren't shipping as many goals. Yeah. And that's massive. No, they're not making as many mistakes now. The last I, I disagree. I disagree because you conceded two against Liverpool, you conceded against Fulham. Uh what was the games before that? You, you conceded how many of us Leipzig? Um what were the games before that? Uh I don't you're the United fans, fill me in. I remember man. I was I, I went away over Christmas since I, I didn't keep up with football yeah. to know this. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Harry Maguire starts up in fifth, no end apparently. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but um, so what? What? What's the weekend? FA Cup. No, no, no real big surprises of the weekend. I think Cheltenham. They let me down, man. Like ten minutes ago, how are you losing three one? Like I don't understand. One nil up. Ten minutes ago, absolutely shocking. I was so disappointed. What are your expectations <laughs> of Cheltenham? Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> Come on. You know, once City, once City concede, even with ten minutes ago, they got all out. And how do you withstand that? That is pressure. Uh, from Cheltenham. Come on. Come on, man. Don't, don't, they, did, they did well. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Definitely. I mean, to take the lead on 56 minutes, well into the game, was, was, you know, must have gotten excited for a while. But um, I, think the, I think the big shocks were the previous round when um, Leeds United got beat 3-0 um, by Crawley Town. That was a big one. Yeah. And um, obviously, Barrow beating... Um, an under strength. Who was it that Barrow beat? Oh, Prem team, wasn't it? No, I can't remember. But they knocked out. Non-league team knocked out. Uh, Chorley, Chorley beat someone, didn't they? I can't remember who it was. But they, they, I think the main shocks were the previous round, weren't they? So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so, um, yeah, quick one. Before we move on to the main topic, guys. So, this, this today, what we're talking about today is going to be about cycles of... Um, of teams. So over the last 20 years or so, there's been many different cycles of different teams and how they progress and how they've, they've gone down to the, to the, um, to the, to the lower end of the table or they've, they've dropped out Champions League. They're not, they're not winning titles no more. So we're going to go over these cycles and how uh, they happen and then what is their solution to them or 
can it ever come back to where it was before, for example? But before we get into that quickly, um, any quick thoughts over the Premier League and uh, what's going on the table right now? Obviously, United's top. Obviously, um, Liverpool have dropped a few points. What's everyone's thoughts about Liverpool and, and other things around the Premier League? Uh, let me let me start then. I think, I don't know, I think Liverpool are getting a bit of a discredit. Yeah, they're going for a bad patch at the moment, but you have to consider, yeah, they've lost their two main centre-backs in terms of Van Dijk and Gomez for long periods. And how that's affected them is they've had to lose their two most important midfielders in Fabinho and Henderson having to drop into centre-back. So I feel as though the fact that they've had to lose those, those individuals within those positions has a major impact on how they perform as a team. I also believe, coming from you know, winning the league last season, running City so close the season before, it's one of those things where, you know the, whole, the old cliche, once you win the league, you can't just rest on your lows. You've got to go again. In the summer, I think they still bought well in terms of Jota and, and Thiago, but I don't necessarily feel, feel like those were positions to really fill the void that they needed. So I, I feel like they needed another centre-back. I disagree. I, I feel like they needed another, they needed another left back. I think they did actually go out and buy another left back. Yeah, it's just um, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel as though they, they they go through a little bit of a transition. I don't I don't want to go as far as saying that it's a complacent transition, but I feel like you know they're missing big key players, and because of those key players, they're having to compensate some of their other key players to try and fill that void. It's just not working. Um, uh, building on Ashley's point there, where I disagree. I think those two signings are kind of big signings. Kind of, they are. They're massive signings. Um, Yota can fill, fill in anywhere across the front three, which was supposed to give each of the front three a rest. It's just, and he was fulfilling his role until he got injured. Um, like I said, that's, yeah. another injury. that's another injury that is um, no one's talking about, or no one's talking about as much as the uh, centre-back issue. Like, Yota was actually carrying the load that, that it seems that the others had dropped. So we know that they, we don't know, but they, it has been a drop in from Salah, Mane and Firmino. Um, so Yotto was picking up that slack. Um, centre-back, it's been a massive problem. Thiago, Thiago is a big thing that we, we haven't, that is not being um, focused on enough. The way he plays doesn't actually suit Liverpool. I agree. The way I, I agree as well. And, so, somebody and, described him the other day as the Harry Winks of Liverpool. That's so bad. But he's a puller, though. <laughs> if I'm Thiago, I'm not having that. No, but he's a puller, though. <laughs> but you know what, guys? Uh, one one thing about the centre backs that's key for me is is they're such good footballers, both of them, and the way Liverpool play, the way they build play quickly through the pitch they rely on the centre you look at the two full backs if that pass forward isn't on they'll turn in and play to one of the centre backs quickly because they know that he'll recycle he'll make the right decisions and I'm not saying obviously you've got uh, you've got Flavinho and Jordan Henderson in there but the next phase is normally um, Van Dyke or Gomez playing into one of those two mm-hmm. you know so therefore you've suddenly lost that pattern with the consistent performers who understand the pattern to a T. And the number of aimless, useless crosses that have been thrown out of the box by Liverpool is just unrecognisable. 
since those two centre-backs aren't playing and since the two midfield players have had to drop back because they're not recycling the ball the way they, they normally do for the pattern that they play. Are we sure that's just not a drop of form? Because Liverpool, especially the season they won it, they, they've always been a crossing team. They always pump the ball in. Yeah, but Maybe they, they, they cross from certain areas, team. though. You look at where they cross from. Like, when you when you go on coaching courses and you break yeah. the pitch down, most goals are scored from zone 14, which is between the penalty, uh, the six-yard box, the penalty spot, right in the middle of goal. And it's generally from cutbacks, not from crosses thrown in at a, a straight line or a, a less of a, an angle. So it's angled, you know, a lot of Robertson's crosses and, and Trent's are like driven across the box from a certain angle that they've been allowed to progress to that area of the pitch through quick patterns of play. So it's a slightly different type of cross and it's a, it's a minute detail, but at that level, yeah, details Big everything. Because you know? yeah. of the two centre-backs, the two centre-mids that are now playing centre-backs, they've lost that kind of driving midfield. Exactly. It's, it's, it's loads of little things that have added up into a big thing, basically. Yeah. If, if one of these things went out and the others stayed the same, I think they'll still be fine. But loads of these little things have added up into a big decline. Well, not a big decline, but a still a, a recognisable decline. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, still not, I'm still not ruling them out, though. I have to say that with all of those players missing and and how it's had to to shift, I can't I can't necessarily rule them out because, you know, at the moment they're just not firing on all cylinders. But I, I don't see them too far off to be honest. Yeah. And we got them next, so I'm not looking forward to it. And that says that says enough, isn't it? <laughs> and I, 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 I know, quick, sorry, on a quick side note, um, before we move on to obviously this conversation, actually correlates with. Um, um, our next topic, obviously, with Ram cycles, we're gonna go briefly over Liverpool and say, Have Liverpool are they in their cycle of their demise? But prior to going to that, uh, Lampard, Lampard got sacked. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts? Are you surprised or did he deserve extra time? Or what's everyone's thoughts about that? I'm not surprised. A big job too quickly, that's what I think. Yeah, hey, that's exactly why I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I actually think he's a good manager. Um, Mainly because um, I think attack is the hardest thing to do in football. Most of the times that I've seen him, he's able to set up good attacking patterns. Obviously, that went a bit left at Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there is hope for him. But he just needs to go down to the lower leagues and start again. Maybe just for a championship. You can't go from Chelsea down to lower leagues, man. That's, that's not Come on. Why so where do, you, where do you see him going? He, he should have been no, no. He could have a goal to like, a lower team in the Premier League, but not Such in the as? Uh, let's say, for example, Fulham. Oh, Even no, let's say Newcastle. Fit, Newcastle. No, no. no. that's no. not a good fit. No. Not a good yeah. fit. Scott Parker's at Fulham. What's the difference? Scott Parker's at Fulham. What's the difference? Scott Parker's played in the Championship. How many games did he get in the Championship? Man, Derby. Derby was with Lampard's first club, no? If I'm correct, and in the Championship. Yeah, you no? say that Derby. It's, it's completely different. When you've gone through a team, when you've been at a club, you've got your feet under the desk and you're in there, and then you take them promoted. You've got. Um, Cash in the bank, let's say. So that's why, like, like Daniel Farker, he's still at um, Norwich. Um, Scott Parker's bringing them up. He's going to probably take them down again and he's going to bring them up again. Um, mm. Sean Batch did it with Burnley. It's completely different than going to Chelsea, where it's like the remit is win now. And then if you don't win now, you're getting sacked. Most yeah, Premier League yeah. clubs, if you haven't been there for a sustained period of time, it's either win now or you get sacked. So if he goes to Newcastle, he's going to be keeper supper, you're getting sacked. If he doesn't keep them up, he's getting sacked. So it's better for him to go and build at a championship club 
get maybe 100 games managing under his belt and then look for one of the openings at a, a Premier League club. Here's one for you then. What about Glasgow Celtic? I was thinking that just today. I said him going to Celtic would be a good matchup. I could see it working. Because well, him and Gerard, vibrant, the old, the old he, rivalry he again, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. plays good football. Yeah. Celtic are in a bit of a transition, so I don't think there'll be much pressure on him other than you have to go and challenge Rangers and bring Celtic back to what we were. Yeah, well, That's a good matchup, I think. I think that's a good matchup. But, but what we need to see is how many managers from Scottish football have shown, especially recently, um, have shown that they can make the transition to uh, Premier League football. That has, does the time in Scotland serve them well? Oh, Brendan Rodgers. I was just going to talk about Leicester. Um, Rodgers was a good manager before he left. Yeah, but before. He was at Liverpool. Before he left, remember? So he, he, he proved his, his work. His worth, sorry. And in, he was at Scotland before that. So yeah, it, wasn't yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't like he was a complete newbie. He just basically just rebuilt his reputation in Scotland. That's mm. the only thing but, it's not for development in manager. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad place to build your reputation. Just because it's Scotland, your reputation mm. precedes yourself anyway. So even, for example, what Stephen Gerrard's doing with Rangers, don't get me wrong, it's Rangers, the expectation isn't so high other than to dethrone Celtic. But I think he's doing good for his reputation. So when he does decide that he wants to leave Scotland and come into English football, I think he will have good offers in terms of the types of jobs that will be available to him because he's kind of stuck it out. He's trying to build up, again, using that term, his reputation. So when he does make that, that move over, I think it will be, he'll be better suited than what Lampard did where he'd done a year and he thought he was ready for the big boys. Right, so, so to counter, counteract that, so you mentioned Ashton Rowan earlier that you think uh, Lampard should go down to the championship, yeah? yeah. So if, you go to the, if he goes to Celtic or Scotland, yeah, what level of club do they go to next? It depends what becomes available because, you know, you, ne- you never know what happens in football. I think Lampard will also be a good fit for a team like Leicester. And I don't think that's a bad move up for him if he were to go down, apply his trade in, in the lower leagues, get more experience under his belt. Leicester's a good job for anybody. If Hassan Houghton continues to do what he's doing with Southampton, he's going to get picked away by somebody else. That, again, will be another good club for him, I believe. I just don't think Chelsea was the right time. Mm. Chelsea is, I think, two or three years away from Lampard. Maybe longer. I think QPR. Yeah, maybe longer. QPR for Lampard. Yeah. Is another option. That's a good shot. I think if he goes Celtic, he can't come back to a championship club. I think he has to go to a, a mid-level Premier League club if he goes Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. So maybe QPR first because West London as well. He'll get Chelsea players on loan, you know. Yeah. Like he did, and, and, and there's no pressure at QPR at all as long as they stay up in the championship. I mean, Mark Warburton's been there for two and a half years and he's done nothing, you know. They've been 14th, and, and there's no pressure. Nobody's talking, clambering for his head. So, if you want an easy ride and you want to stay local to where he is at the moment, QPR's the club. <laughs> what, about, what happened to QPR? I remember when they came to Prem, how many years ago? They got a lot of financial backing by that Fernandez guy, and have they stopped backing so, right. the club? He's not. He's not the chairman no more. He's not. He's gone now, isn't he? Yeah, he's not there. It's not feasible in the championship, you know. The championship, the finances in the championship is a completely different ball game. Like, if you spend money in the championship, you have to get promoted that season. In the season after, you're in financial trouble because of the FAP rules. Um, And then when you get relegated, you've got to use the parachute payments properly as well. So it's mainly the teams that got relegated. 
they have to use those parachute payments to kind of carry them into the next season. But the problem with QPR, they had so many bad contracts. They spent years just getting rid of those contracts and trying to refresh the squad. So they're going through their own transition now. Okay. Harry Redknapp. It's all going back to Harry Redknapp. <laughs> literally, literally had a lot of big, big players on the books and they have to be paid. And as you say, once if you, if you look at it, a lot of the teams that were in the Premier League that got relegated, or even if, if they were in the Premier League for two or three years, then they got relegated. Where are they now? The Sunderlands, the Stokes, Wigan, the QPR. Bolton, bro, yeah. because yeah. They, they, they get so complacent that we're in, the, we're in the league, we're getting all this money coming in. And once that goes... And you have yeah. to get with all your players to balance the books. You're done out yeah. there. Yeah. You have to start again. Blackpool. Look where Blackpool are now. Yeah. No, but Blackpool's different. Blackpool was like a hope and wish story. Like, they wasn't a, an established championship club um, when they got relegated, um, before they got relegated. They, to me, Blackpool's always been a League One club. But they did well in the Premier League. Remember, with, what's that guy's name? Adams. <laughs> I went for- Charlie Adams, yeah. Charlie Adams. Yeah. They did well. Yeah. Was it was it wasn't Tom Ince there as well, no? Yeah. Tom yeah. Ince was there. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic there, to be honest. He did really well for them. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, on, on I'm not I'm not surprised by the Lampard by by the Lampard thing. I think I think looking at it I'm surprised it took so long. Tushu, tu, Tushu could be a good appointment. He speaks German. He could be start. a good appointment for them. <laughs> and he's gonna speak to speaks German, speaks very good English. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not basing his coaching abilities from PSG. I'm doing it more on the basis of Dortmund because yeah. I, I feel like he done well with Dortmund. So I think yeah. that that could that could be a good appointment. But, Gary, you know. Gary, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I do agree. Um, I think I think Lampard. As soon as for me, it's, it's been a long time coming with Frank and the, the icing in the cake was the Leicester game the other night. I don't know if you watched it, but his formation, the players he played. He had Jorginho, one holding midfield player, and he had Kai Havertz and Mason Mountain beside in a 4-3-3, and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> they just got ripped apart, and I thought that was so naive for a top partnership manager. It was like 4-1-5, wasn't it? Because the two the two midfield players, Mountain and Havertz, were playing the final third without the ball. And then the wing-back started going forward, and I thought, this is just a, this is painful. You're out, no matter what you do to Luton. And, and, and... But, but to spend all that money... Um, I think I think Tuchel's got Champions League experience as well, and he's got big player management experience. You know, proper mm-hmm. big players, yeah. big egos. You know, if you they, can manage Mbappe, Neymar and Mbappe, then yeah, you know. <laughs> but so. did, did 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 Lampard deserve the uh, what can I how, how to describe it the, uh, the 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 um, he, um, the legend status of he what he was to the club extra credit oh. to stay longer. Or was it? Mm. Would you not he would have been sacked early if this was any other man. Yeah, yeah. it's the sentiment yeah. that's kept him there for so long. 100%. However, you, you, you cannot lose sight of the fact that you spent two hundred m's. We need now. Mm. Not, we're ninth. We need now. And you know what Abramovich is, is about? The guy holds nobody like anyone can get it. So I, I get the fact that there, there's sentiment behind it, but. Abramovich is a businessman. There's no sentiment in business. No. He's, and he's ruthless. Like, think about any other manager. He sacked like two managers in a season before, I swear. Yeah, I believe I'm, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lampard got way was, it, was, was that Di Matteo's season, right? Uh, was it Di Matteo then they got... Uh, uh, Di Matteo won the Champions League. They got the sack. 
Yeah, then you got sacked next season. There was yeah. a disaster, and then they ended up with um, oh, was it not Dick Ange- Ancelotti? Ancelotti was it Ancelotti? No, um, Avram Grant. Avram Grant's managed them twice. Like they've Chelsea have been yeah, through managers. Madness, yeah, they've been through managers. Like yeah, Lampard yeah. got a lot longer than other people would have got. Yeah. All right, so what? Do, let me ask you another question. Do, 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 do you see him ever going back to Chelsea as a manager? Yeah, why yeah. not? I, I think he will. Yeah, why not? I'll see you right there. All right, cool. So um, that kind of kind of works and handling the, the main topic. So, um, so in over the last twenty years, as I've mentioned previously, there's been giant of clubs who have been at the peak of their time in football, sort of from the likes of AC Milan. Where they had Kaká, they had Seedorf, they had um, the, the peaks of players. Wait, they had Ronaldinho as well, right? Yeah, Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. I that that's 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 not that's not a good Ronaldinho. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> no, that was a good. No, he was still he was still solid. No, that's the end. And that of was Ronaldinho. timber man. That was like... overweight. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. He was still solid. On, but either way, then we have the we have the. <laughs> We have the giants of um, of the Wenger era, where there was obviously Vieira, uh, Adams. There was uh, the madman like um, Keon, and that was a crazy era. And how they how they were doing so well, and how they fell so dramatically under Wenger, which is obviously why he left the club. And then obviously we have got United now, where it's been seven years without a Premier League title, which is for us uh, millennials or. Uh, people born, um, I said before, maybe 1990 or onwards. I've never experienced something like this in my life. Why not? It's not winning for how many years? That's just mad to me. It don't, it don't sit well with me. Honestly, seven years is a madness. Oh, you get me? I like and then, yeah, it's crazy. And then obviously we've got Barcelona now. They're going through a massive transformation now where it's like, obviously, is Messi going to leave? When Messi leaves now? Even Messi's now there. He's, he's heading towards the end of his career now. So it's like, what's going on? What's happening? They're not winning the title as often as they should, but Champions League is not, not performing. So there's many different teams who've gone through many different cycles. Um, what, what, let's, let's start off first, obviously. The recent one now is Liverpool. Um, so what cycle are Liverpool going through now? Or are they going through a cycle? That's the question. Are we, are we, uh, being, are we being too optimistic by saying that Liverpool are going through a decline or is it just a period of bad, bad times? I just think it's a bad period at the moment. I feel like they need to, I think they need to have a good summer in terms of transfers. Get everybody back. They need to have a pre-season, like every club. Um, but I wouldn't say they're going through a, a transition, I think, or, or, or they're going through a cycle because I think a cycle has to be periodic over a number of years. At the moment, they're going through a cycle of a couple of months, so we can't necessarily just judge them on the basis of that. So... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're in a cycle what right now. If anything, they're in a good cycle because you know, not winning the league for so long. They've performed well in Europe the last couple of years. They they performed well in the league the last couple of years to the point where they won it last season. I think they're they're in a positive side of cycle, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So if, so let's define the cycle. So what 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 is your definition of a successful era of a team? Is it consecutively winning the the title or that cha- or the Champions League or is it always competing to a high standard or competing for yeah. a Champions League title? What is that? What is I a? Think, I think there's there's different kinds of cycles in it. Yeah. So we've got the cycles of the manager, we've got cycles of the squad and the football team, and then we've got uh, and then I think that links into um, the target. So, for example, like manager. Okay, so you might have good players there, but they've stopped listening to the manager, which happened to um, 
Pep at Barcelona, for example. Poch, Wait. for example. Okay. So Wait, Poch... hold on, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you say Pep at Barcelona? The players stop listening to Pep. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. He, he left. He left winning the Champions League. Left, yeah. No. Um. I don't know. I think he left the season after. But even if he, the um, he said that he was tired and the players were tired of him. Um, same thing happened with Barcelona. Same thing happens with Mourinho as well, which is why he only lasts three seasons. Sometimes, um, especially with these high-performance managers, they they have cycles in it. They they only. What is a high-performance? Say, hold on. What is a high-performance manager? Every game we have to give. Every, yeah. It, every it, intensity. Points. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred points, which mm. is kind of which is very different than the Fergie and Wenger era, which was, um, which was normal points tally, eighties, um, high eighties. Um, high 70s maybe on a bad season. Now we're talking about 100 points. 90, um, Conte's first season, I think it was 90, 96 points or something like that. This is what I'm talking about, the new era of high-performance managers where there's no room for um, a drop-off in performance. And that reflects on the managers and the squad. So, um, And I think we see it a little bit now with um, Pep and uh, what's going on with City, in my opinion anyway. Uh, these these high performance managers, they drag so much out of these players that the players stop listening to them after a while. And we saw the same at Poch with um, Spurs. That Spurs team is is still a very good squad, but they just stop listening to the manager. Mm. Sometimes you just need a different voice. So that's why. Are you, so are you not saying? So are you not saying that? What's it called? Um, are you implying that uh, maybe Liverpool need a new voice? Is that what you're trying to imply? No, no, no. I think his voice still holds weight at Liverpool, to be honest. Okay. Uh, and, and that's why I think they're in a good cycle because this guy's still been there for, he's been there for five years. I can't put my finger on any other manager in the league at the moment that's been there as long as he has, other than the likes of Sean Dyche at Burnley and whatnot. But I feel as though he still holds he still holds weight within the dressing room because it's clearly working out for them because within the last couple of years, they've performed to such a high level and it's, it's, it's paid off because they've won the Champions League. They've won the league after 30 years. Imagine getting rid of Klopp now after he's just bought them the Premier League title. This is what Dortmund thought. <laughs> this is exactly what Dortmund thought. I think Klopp is, is coming to the end of his cycle. Um, and we saw similar at Dortmund. Just before um, Klopp had that awful last season at Dortmund, we saw the injury starting to mount up. Um, we saw the freak results starting to happen. And then it was just, boom, they just fell off a cliff the next season. And this is what I think is going to be Klopp's MO. And he's in his fifth season, right? How many seasons did he have at Dortmund? Six? So I think we're beginning to see the end of um, Klopp's cycle at Liverpool. Is that because of his... Do you think that's because of... You say, uh, you know, he's a high-intensity manager, so yeah. it's now starting to take its toll. Yeah. yeah. And his football is high-intensity, which leads back to the um, injuries. Um and which is kind of different from Pep. Uh, I don't think Pep's football leads to high injuries. I think it leads to um, uh, lack of concentration now because they have to be on point. They have to know exactly where mm. they need to be. Where Klopp style is more focused on running and um, uh, passing intensity. So that's why I think uh, Klopp, his uh, MO would be massive injuries starting to pile up will show the end of his cycle. And Pep's would be players dropping kind of mediocre performances because they've stopped listening to him. Okay, so so from, from so what 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 I'm hearing is that, in your opinion, Rowan, you're saying that um, Liverpool are coming towards the end of their cycle. Um, so, if they are coming towards the end of the cycle, are they amongst one of the, the 
we mentioned some of the biggest teams of the last 20 years, the United, the, the uh, Barca, the Arsenal, and such forth, of that era. Can, can Liverpool then fall into the, the bracket of, yeah, they're one of the best teams of this era, or last 20 years yeah. or so? They can? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, it depends on where we rank them, but we, they definitely have to be in the conversation. They wouldn't be top yeah. of my list. They wouldn't be top of my list. Because yeah. you have to remember, it's only been three years, really. And if you look so at the how long, of, so, yeah, so, so how long do you need? To, that's, that's, that's my question. Ops. How long do you need to be classed as a high performing or a of, a of a great team? Is it three years on the back or is it five years? What is the actual? What would you guys say is the the number? Because technically, say, 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 say before before you continue, technically, Arsenal wasn't a great team for five years. Only that, only they're only great. Yeah, but they com- they competed okay. to a high level throughout. You know, you know, back in the day, it was only Man United and Arsenal, wasn't it? Arsenal, yeah, yeah. That. So even if Man United used to pick them to the league or whatever it may be, Arsenal's in that conversation regardless. Yeah, fair point. Fair so point. that's where you can start talking about cycles because if Arsenal used to always be in that conversation to a point now where they're nowhere near the conversation, that's a different kind of cycle. Liverpool were never really in the conversation. Now you can't have the conversation without mentioning their name. So that. Yeah. That's why I kind of see it as they're, they're on a positive spin. Who knows what happens at the end of the season? I think it's, it's too early to tell that you know they're going to start taking the demise. But who knows? They they could well have reached the end of of their their peak and have to. And then when you peak here, you have to make certain decisions. You've got to make certain tough decisions. You either get rid of the manager, keep the squad, or you start getting rid of certain key players in the squad. And I think that's what Fergie was really good at. Feg was really good at getting rid of certain key players at crucial times mm. and replenishing the squad. So that's when it comes to um, situations like this. Liverpool needs a decision. Okay, who are we going to keep? I'll get rid of Firmino anyway. Um, and then I've got to make a decision. Do I want to keep Mane or Salah? Salah or Mane, yeah. yeah. But then I if you look at it, either way, by getting rid of either of those, you're talking about... All right, let's, let's use Salah as an example because I feel like Salah will be the more dispensable one of the two the guy is yeah. greedy he's selfish yeah it's all about him so if you got rid of him you're talking about 100 m's yeah if you reinvest that into the squad just like united did with ronaldo everyone probably looked at him for united selling ronaldo but they no, were still able ronaldo, to compete. no ronaldo hold on just cut you there yeah that ronaldo situation it was not by choice by the way that was pure force by, by ronaldo <laughs> do you know what i mean we wanted ronaldo to stay at the I'm same sure time, Liverpool would want Salah to stay, but I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I think eventually yeah. he's just going to. I think he's going to dip. Yeah, but you got to bear in mind where, where we saw Ronaldo, we bought Michael Owen. Yeah, <laughs> Overton. <laughs> oh, was it Overton or I don't think yeah, and Valencia? We bought Valencia. <laughs> we bought Valencia. Just like to replace the what arguably one of the best players ever in football and still won the league, fam. That is ridiculous. You know how mad that is. Like, that's that's, that, that, that's, that's Fergie magic. That's Fergie magic. <laughs> but I don't think it's impossible to happen. I think if Liverpool were able to to kind of do something along those lines, but again, I don't necessarily see them breaking it up right now. No, I, I don't I see them breaking up. Klopp, I think with Klopp, you're gonna have to buy a whole new midfield as well. Um, mm. which now Jim's dying anyway so that's okay but then you've got to either evolve your style or or find a way to make Thiago play to your style which I don't think he can do so they yeah, can't yeah. evolve their style 
how do they evolve the style that's predicated on running with um, a number six who's all about uh, passing? <laughs> how, how do you develop the style with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I, to, to me, it's about, okay, how do you evolve this style now? Because we've seen that the crossing thing is starting to get played out, so you have to draft in some more technical midfielders. But those technical midfielders are going to have to be able to have the running power to still perform the way Klopp wants to perform. Are you still going to be able to play at such a high line as well? Because now you've had lost that little bit of running power, you can't press as high and as quick as you used to do. Yeah, yeah, you might true. Have to stop the defenders back a little bit. Also, we're going to have Van Dijk coming back off at of ACL. What's that going to do? Gomez coming back off his injury. What's that going to do? Mm-hmm. But, uh, Robertson's going to be hitting. Robertson's going to be thirty next season. Trent, Trent, there's a possible... Trent needs to evolve his game now. Like, the, okay, you, you got this far running and crossing out. Cool. What else can you do now? Yeah, okay. it's true. Because I, I've, never, I've never considered him to be a good defender. Yeah. Are, are you going to learn how to defend? What What are you going to bring to this? Now that you, your crossing thing has, has done... Would, would, like, what, would, would you guys, yeah, and obviously none of us are Liverpool fans, would you guys consider Trent's ev- ev- um, evolve... his way of evolving to... Transition into a midfielder and then go out, go out and buy another right back. When you say no. midfielder, do you mean uh, attacking right midfielder or um, centre midfielder? What your? Yeah, like a centre midfielder, just to yeah, just to play alongside Henderson or something like that. Because I I, I, like, I like the way he plays, but I just don't see him long term doing doing the kind of numbers that he's doing from right back. I, I think I think that was a freak season. I don't think those kind of tactics are going to work going forward. Him and Robertson getting those 10 assists each, that, I don't see that happening again. But I do see he's got footballing ability where maybe moving into midfield might work for him. Maybe they need to change from playing um, two at the back to three at the back and then um, have Pushing him back. up. Mm, yeah. mm, that's a good idea. That's a good that, idea. Way, that way you can have Saleh and Mane, uh, Saleh, uh, Salah, and Mane Salah and Mane do less running, um, play them two as the striker, and then maybe that takes a little bit of the pressure away from... Tiago as well, because then you can have a little bit more midfielders. That's not a bad shout, you know. Yeah, that could work. So, as you mentioned, Ash, I think you already hit the ball in the head there um, in regards to the nail in the head, sorry, um, in regards to um, they are not, their players are reaching certain ages where Salah is 28 or 29, I think. Uh, they got, they, they're going to get an aging squad soon. So, maybe, maybe they are, maybe they're not. It's all speculation regarding they're at the end of their, their cycle, but who knows? We'll find out shortly. But a team who definitely was at the end of the cycle but might be making their way back is AC Milan. Um, AC Milan were arguably the biggest club in the world. They had all the best players. They had... I'm looking now at the final squad um, or matched uh, the season where they beat Liverpool in the Champions League final. Um, just going through the squad. In their goal, they had Dida, madman goalkeeper. A bit loose, but it was, it was a very, very solid goalkeeper. <laughs> Mm. Potentially in Pape's stepdad, but who knows, isn't it? <laughs> or biological dad, who knows, isn't it? A, a late night in France, who knows? <laughs> but who knows? And they've got the right back, a guy called Odo. I don't, I don't recall him personally. But now, now we start talking the big boys. Centre back, Nesta. Yeah, Maldini. That's that's yeah, that's the end of the cycle. But this is this yeah. is still a very crazy team. And think about the age of all of these players, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it has to be a factor. 
They always, yeah. always come to the end of their cycle. Yeah, like, yeah. These players are like 38 at that time. <laughs> yeah, but they play in Italy. That's another thing. Right. Age is really different in Italy. Yeah, that's true. Italy Look at Ibrahimovic like is doing now. Yeah, yeah, he managed to, but yeah, he's on bits. And they've got a left back. I can't, I'm going to butcher his name here, but I don't know. Jankolowski. Jankolowski. Yeah, yeah, I see you. Come on, man. I, can't, I don't remember him. Who is he? Do you remember him? He was from Czech. Czech Republic. Oh, nah. And we've got the madman Gattuso. Yeah. That guy's a nutter. Legend. Absolute top man. Yeah. Obviously, we've got the guy who... Imagine uh, AC Milan let go of Perlo. but said it was too old here. Yeah. Look what he was going to achieve at Juventus, but that's just a diff- different story. Perlo, centre midfield. Ambrosi, centre midfield. Seidoff, Inzaghi and Kaka. Yeah. That is just great. Mm. Like, as a, as a team selection or team sheet... Did they have Crespo on the bench them times? I, can't, I don't even know. I didn't see the bench. I think he was back to Chelsea by then, you know? Because what yeah, happened to fan. AC Milan? Oh, yeah. yeah, probably. What was the demise of AC Milan? Was it all financial or did they not replace the team properly? What happened? Because that's it. To see that, even though this is an Asian team, they will still beat Liverpool 3-0 at half-time. <laughs> was it 3-0? 3-0. Yeah, so... I think it's definitely financial. Yeah. And this is another thing as well, which fans don't appreciate, yeah? Finances matter in football. Like, finances have a big um, implication on, on the way your club goes about handling these rebuilds. Because you see, like, teams like Real Madrid and that, they don't mind. They, they've they, they've um, clocked on a bit more. That's why they've invested a bit younger, even though they've still bought uh, quite expensive players, but they've invested in a bit more younger players. But they can always go out and go and get the top player somehow. They'll get a loan. They'll get a Wonga loan from Mike Ashley or something. And <laughs> Bappen will turn up and the stadium will need to be refinanced. You'll have some sort of ship. But other get teams, a Wonga loan, like, yeah. But other teams, like for example, I'm an Arsenal fan. Bro, we were suffering for years. Years because of that stadium build. Years. Like our, our highest, our highest um, transfer was um, 15 million until we signed Ozil. No. How, how much did you buy Reyes for? Reyes about 27 million, no? No. He was, I, I think um, he was... I think he was 17 mil, but that 17 mil was with add-ons. I think he was less than that. I think our highest transfer fee was Arshavin for a bit. Mm. And that was like 15 mil without the add-ons, I think. Our, our, our transfer fee wasn't high. Like, and let's even say it was 17 mil, yeah? Our highest transfer fee paid was 17 mil. You know, were spending that way back when on Rio Ferdinand in 2001 on Rio Ferdinand. Nah, Rio was 30, man. Hey, 30 M's. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, were spending 30 M's back then. In all that, gone the late um, 2000s, we were still spending 17 mil and that was our highest transfer. We were suffering for years. And that affected our rebuild. That's why we couldn't do that extra kick on when maybe we needed a top 20 striker and we didn't go and buy one. All of these stuff factor into um, team cycles. Well, AC Milan, they took a massive, massive, like, they're like a mid-level club at, 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 like three years back. So like, it's absolutely crazy how, like, they've dropped um, so much. Berlusconi as well, I think he started having financial problems. Remember, he was the um, chairman and he was like the president of Italy as well. So, you know, there was some dodgy dealing. Corruption, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's had to kick back as well. Then they've had some bad transfers, signing like players like Ronaldinho, Rabinho. They've mm. had some... But, have- but Ade, you, you put in you put AC Milan into the in, into this cycle of what, what what cycle are you putting them into of coming back? No, I'm, they're in both cycles. They're in the cycle of they were 
for a good three, four years, maybe potentially five, they were absolutely just bossing European football slash Italian football. Yeah, but but, but, but now yeah, it's been so long that I don't even I don't see them coming back. Then I don't think they're, they're top a, of the league. It, it, top of the Italian league. Where are they amongst the European they're elites at the moment? How do you start the process? They're top of the league. They're, they're working their way back now. They're not yeah. obviously they're not in the Champions League, obviously. So right. let's say oh. they let's say for example hypothetically they get top, they're in the league or they get top four. They're back. No, no, they're not uh, back yet. I don't think they're, they're back. Yet. I don't think that's too soon to say they're back. Okay, so you have to go into the um, Champions League. What do you do in the Champions League next season? How do you perform next season now that you are playing Champions League? Because you could be playing Champions League and that could affect your league performance and you end up finishing yep. fifth and now you're back in Europa League and then that affects your league performance. So until they're back getting, let's say, quarterfinals of the Champions League, then we could say, okay, they're back. What, what, what are your thoughts, Gary? Never mind that. I, I think um, AC Milan is too early. Um, I think... Um, you made a lot of good points, but have they got anything coming through the academy? Have they got any real long-term plan, strategy? Have they got a playing philosophy that's clearly the, the Milan way? Because I, I think um, that clubs that sustain periods at the top have got a clear DNA, and, and that means you've got to back the manager. That's why um, Pirlo... Who, who's the manager at Milan now? Is it Gattuso? Um, Stephen Pioli, I think. Stephen Pioli. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, if he gets say five years, and, and for me, it all it's all down to the relationship with the chairman, the board, what financial state they're in, as as you alluded to earlier, Rohan. Um, what have they got coming through the academy? Because you, if you look at some of the other big clubs, we're going to talk about, they've all got a plan, they've all got sustainability. Um, even Man United, who it's questionable whether they're really bust but they have three kids on the pitch who are under 22 from the academy playing against Liverpool yesterday. So they've always got that DNA. Manager East Milan got Donnarumma though. That's the, that's, the, that's the academy product, no? He's a top, top goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah but he's a, bit, he's a bit 25 now, isn't he? No, he's younger than that. He's only like 22 he? or something, 21. Yeah, yeah. He, he, got, he, he started when he was 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean... He he's the only one at the moment, I think, isn't he? And then um, last time the might... short term fit. So, 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 um, world class under Wenger um, they had a lot of young players he bought young didn't he so he had time with them he could go to the board and say look this is my strategy this is my philosophy back me um, otherwise don't bring me in but it's going to take time to build greatness because I've got a DNA I want to create these players to have a mindset a mentality and he went and got um, he went and got the Salk um, what was his name again the, stri- the young boy striker before Henri um, and he got he got Sesk at 16 he got Henri at 21 he got Vieira at 21 you know Bergkamp was young you know so if it's not the academy it's got to be young enough to influence and that, um, I, I think that's the only way to build I mean Klopp it took him um, three and a half years and he bought young didn't he, he had quite a few young players um, or, or players on their way back you know like um Firmino had done it at Dortmund, not a, not a massive, massive club. 
Hoffenheim. Yeah. Hoffenheim even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Salah had um, failed at Chelsea, Roma. basically. But well, he, he was young. Well Roma. Mm. He's good at Roma, yeah, good at Barcelona, uh, Florentino. Yeah, and then others. It's it's either a fantastic strategic recruitment policy with with, with time to plan, or it's it's um, part academy, part philosophy of the club. I mean, look at Fergie's Man United. He built three teams, but the first one was all academy products, and he's always had two or three in it. So yeah, I think I think say again. Yeah, he had that. He had that call right until the end until he retired. Giggs, Giggs retired with him, I swear. Giggs retired after him. Yeah, he did. And I mean, even even Dan Fletcher, you know, not world class, but he was a very, very, very good Manchester United DNA player. Um, Roy Keane bought him, but he was a Manchester United player. Paul Ince was a Man United player, you know, even though he played for both. So I think, I think to create a great side, you've got to have imprint a DNA on the players that are young, as young an age as possible whether it be academy or you know he bought Andy Robertson and Klopp um, and he had them in the reserves for about three, three or four months five months learning the, the philosophy the way of playing so you've got to have Frank Lampard's gone and tried to fix it short term by spending 300 million on, on four or five players and it's a disaster because there's no DNA there's no real philosophy no culture of the club They've got academy kids coming through, so you could almost contradict what I'm saying and say, well, if he'd had time, but he spent too much money for a short-term fix. The problem with a club like Chelsea is they, he can't go and say, look, I've got seven academy kids. We might finish eighth in the league for a couple of seasons. Is that going to work for you, Roman? He's going to be like, don't be stupid. This is Chelsea, mate. What are you talking about? You know, you go to Southampton that sold all those great academy players. They were in League One. So it touches on cycle. It's a cycle as well. They went all the way down to League One. League One. Then they produced Lalana, Bale, uh, loads of them that went on. You know, um, Walcott. Um, so I think you must have. When you sit down with that chairman, you've got to show this is a five-year plan. I'm not a short-term fix here. I'm not going going to go and buy buy um, six. 28-year-olds who are all internationals and win the league for you. I'm going to build something. And I think that's the way to do it. I mean, the Barcelona team, La Messiah, you know, it was all, it was all the academy products, wasn't it? Xavi, Iniesta, Messi. Yeah, I, yeah. think, um, I, think, I think having a five-year plan is unrealistic in, um, nowadays. You won't get that time. Yeah, no way. You're not going to get... Yeah, no. you, might get you might get a season. You might get a season which Lampard got last season. You're not going to yeah. Arteta is going to get this this season and this season. Then after that, the pressure starts. No matter how much, even as me, somebody that likes to believe in a philosophy and stuff like that, and I'm even willing yeah. to accept that um, clubs get something wrong, there's a point in time when I'm just like, no, fuck this, man. Get this guy out. I've had enough of him. And I'm yeah. trying yeah. to be... Paid. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think mm. having a five-year plan is realistic anymore. You mentioned it was a Barca. So um, obviously... Barcelona, they're 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 going. There's then a, a similar situation to, uh, I would say, Liverpool to an extent, where they are. No, no, no. They're way past Liverpool. They're way past Liverpool. They're... No, but wait, it's similar in the sense that they're they're still kind of competing. No, um, they are. They're, they're mm, Liverpool. I, I, yeah, they're still I disagree. Competing. 
completely different. That's, yeah, that's, I don't think that's completely to the standard of Barcelona. That's not Barcelona competing. is what happened to AC 10 years ago with that squad. That so, okay, did. so basically, good, good point. So, can you see Barcelona going down the road where AC Man became a mid table club? No. Yeah. Ah, but maybe, well, maybe, maybe not. In, maybe not in Spain. Maybe not in Spain. Yeah, but Atletico yeah, are very strong. Yeah, I, I can Real see them being, being, being subs for a while. Mm-hmm. I think Real Madrid are stronger than Barca at the moment. Tell, tell yeah. a lie. Tell a lie. It is possible for them to be a mid-table club because if you look at the financial constraints, it's not even like they're they're medium level. In fact, they're in big financial problems. Like, mm. like if somebody comes to yeah. get Messi off their hands. They will say, "I love you." Like they're like they're in big trouble. I think they're nearly a billion in debt. Like they actually yeah. couldn't find the pie, and the pie was fifteen million because of the amount of financial trouble they're in. They can't find. And I'm not being funny. But why would Barcelona be going for a player like that? He's he, he's 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 not well. <laughs> That's far. true, you know, man. Yeah, it could happen. On his days, a border man. I, I don't, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the price London. I don't like it. No, not not Barcelona standard. He's a good player. Come on. Barcelona level to what I think we he think suits Barcelona Tottenham. is. No bias. I think he suits Tottenham, but not Barcelona level. Not Barcelona. No, yeah. no, no. It could happen. No, but for, come on. For 15 million, happen. you want to buy the pie. Come on. 15 million. That's a great deal. No, but this is what I'm saying. Is, is he a Champions League final player? Why not? They've got Braithwaite. I don't think so. Not said. You haven't shown it. I think this, um, this, this sort of bikes my point at the start a wee bit in terms of players with a philosophy and a DNA for the club coming through because he's a short-term fix by us. I don't think he fits in as what you see as an archetypal Barcelona. Right, here's the big question then, right? When a cycle ends, do you have to change your DNA? It depends on... Who, it depends on... I think that's a great question, but I think that's a... I, I think you do. I, I personally think you do because yeah. unless unless you're doing what, what Barcelona were known for, which was, you know, that that integration between um, their academy into the first team and what helped yeah. them, especially have have the sort of dominance that they did, was Pep Guardiola came from the academy to, to then manage yeah. the first team. Plus, plus the fact that you had exceptional players. You, you, it's so difficult to produce the likes of Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, Pique and Busquets all Absolutely. at the same time. All at the same time. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. normal for one or two players to make that transition. Yeah. But at that time, yeah. I think they were just lucky to have five or six players all come through together. They did. So, Absolutely. 100%. So I, 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 don't, I, I, don't necessarily, I don't necessarily see it because you, you can't just keep that DNA going forever. Look at Man United. Man United had a certain DNA because of Ferguson. Once Ferguson's gone, yeah. you, they try to maintain that by having... David Moyes as their manager simply because of his longevity at Everton is never going to work. Yeah, I think. I think actually, no, say, say everyone, say everyone, say everyone. To counter that, Ajax. No matter what happens, manager, director, they're sticking to their philosophy. So it's possible. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me, let me interject there. I, I think your DNA has to be flexible because you bring up the Ajax point because you not bring the ball. Football changes. Football goes in cycles. You cannot play that Barcelona way, yeah. Now, in my opinion, because you ain't got the players for it. If Barcelona, but for a Liverpool team now, uh, on their um on their top form, because that's one of the matches I always wanted to see was Dortmund versus um, Barcelona. But um, if if uh, Barcelona back to Liverpool team now, they would get absolutely pressed or ran off yeah. the fucking pitch. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And 
And imagine that every every round of knockout football that you're going to have to play against. So football evolves. Yeah. And back then, when yeah. when um, Barcelona was doing it, who really played at that? No one played an intense pressing style of football. They mm, tried to mm. press them, but they never pressed them how Liverpool press these teams and how other teams have replicated what Liverpool are trying to do. I think, no, I think clubs, so on, clubs so are guilty so of being naive. So hold on. Did, did, sorry, did Liverpool copy Barcelona style no, no, oh, no. Right. I think Barcelona just created a yeah. blueprint of how to play certain types of football: high press, um, uh, ball retention, getting the ball back quickly, um, all out attacking football, retention of the ball. I think that was a blueprint that everyone tried to then follow. You have to give credit to a team like Arsenal because Arsenal were known for that as well. And then now you try, you, you start to see it playing out from the back. That was never a thing of football, but now everyone adopts it as as a type of playing style. I think teams become a bit naive thinking that everybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah, everybody can do it. They used to do to do both styles. If you look at Barcelona's players, they were very technical, whereas Liverpool always, or Klopp has always done it with athletic midfielders. Mm. So that is the difference right there. So you can't really say that um, Liverpool has copied what Barcelona, Liverpool, Liverpool, um, what Liverpool, what Klopp does is completely different. He's all about pressing. No, it's not completely different. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what, what was, was mooted when he left Dortmund after a week well and what I don't know if it was him that did it in a direct interview but he said at Liverpool I'll have better players than I've got at Dortmund I can then play a Barcelona type possession game and a Dortmund pressing game because I want a hybrid of the two which will be ultimate success and that was that was what he he was known in the early days for trying to achieve and I think he's achieved it last year he peaked I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a Barcelona. Type. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. of the Barcelona possession game and and also the Dortmund pressing game, because they keep the ball. They keep the ball. They, they, when they were at the peak last season, Liverpool, they wouldn't throw the ball forward quickly. There's a thing called five second fury, and it's it's the five seconds when you lose the ball, you've got a maximum five seconds to win the ball back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's what Klopp's implemented. That it's a Dortmund type thing, but Barcelona did it as well. Not with the same intensity because they never lost the ball as much. But I think you know, English teams lose the ball a bit more. They used to lose the ball quite a lot more than um, the top European sides. You know, ball retention wasn't big for them. Is get forward quick as you can. But I do think Liverpool have got the best of Dortmund and and a bit of the Barcelona ball retention capability as well when they're at their peak. But I also think that the cycle is about to to end as well, and and. I think everybody's covered a good point relevant to how it's going to end and why. How can you sustain that mentally and physically for that long, day in, day out, unless you freshen the squad? But to freshen the squad, you then have to go through the re-coaching process. He got two years at the start to implement the process. He won't get two years to do it again, as you as you said earlier. So I think, I think to be honest, everybody's made a great point towards concluding that Liverpool probably are at the end of their peak, the cycle. Don't know. You guys agree? Yeah. yeah I still I think, I, I think Ash mentioned earlier, I think the jury's still out because obviously the season's not over yet. So we, we, we could be pretty No, sure. I know. And they've got some great players, but I think, I think Rilhan made a great point with, with the intensity of this mentally and physically. And let's not, you know, let's not forget the unusual times we're living in. The season, nobody said a proper break. You know, because yeah. of COVID. So nobody's had a proper, clear, your body calendar. Mm. 
right, end of May, I'll get six weeks off, you know. That didn't happen. So these guys have not had regular body clock recuperation time, you know. And that's, that's another, a big thing. Another thing, even the, some of the players that they bought, especially the midfielders, they haven't banged. Ox hasn't banged. Keita hasn't banged. Like, I forgot Thiago, he was there, you know. Thiago's still early, but he's not banging as well. So that's mm. a midfield three there that is supposed to alleviate a lot of pressure from the front three um, and yeah. the wing, uh, the, the fullbacks um, adding creativity and maybe some extra goals that have not able to supply that yet. So That's a good point, Rowan. That's a good <laughs> point. I, for, I forget about these players, you know. How much pressure are you going to yeah. keep putting on these players before they actually break down? Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, because they had a good two years of no key injuries. None. It's true. Yeah, None. that's right. And, and, and problems and stupid stuff like him playing them in like meaningless cup games. Like, why are you playing Salah and Mane against Villa reserves? What does that even make sense? Why it was in the reserves? Yeah. With the, was it under 18s no? It was. That doesn't make to me that makes no sense at all. Like, but he's done it and then he was he was must get a slap in it. So you've got to give them the, the beat in it. Hey, everyone boys, this is our this is what we, he doesn't trust his second tier team. No, no, he does because he played them in the previous cups. Um and they slapped a couple of good teams. So I don't know. Klopp is just a maniac, I guess, but yeah. But anyway, moving on. Do they have the strength and depth? Do they have yeah. the strength and depth? Yeah, that's why I said I think he needs to have a big summer. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from yeah. Liverpool anyway, so like um, yeah. uh, uh, Arsenal, for example, um, they they had a great error. Yeah, I can argue yeah. that we we mentioned earlier that obviously I can argue they only won the league twice on the Wenger, right? Was it three, three times? times. Yeah. Three times. So in regards to but anyway, um, in regards to them, so how 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 did their demise come about? Was uh-huh. it... I think the stadium's a big factor. Yeah, the stadium. And you can't decide that. We we moved away from our, our philosophy, like like um, Gary says, we moved away from our core DNA, which we which we kind of acquired because of the stadium. Um, and it's it's weird because Wenger's tried to evolve the style, let's say three times now, um, and that's reflected on the transfer market. Because before we had, um, uh, it was more uh, predicated on pace and power um, and interchanging positions. Um, and then that era ended. And then we got into the Fabregas era, which was more technical. based on technical. technical Fabregas, Nas, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so say yeah, everyone, say everyone. Just, just say everyone, yeah. just to backtrack a little bit. So you, obviously you mentioned the, the Fabregas era. So before you went to the Fabregas era, this was just starting out. This is the Invincibles team, yeah? But you've got to remember with that team, one thing that gets overlooked with that team, boys, he inherited the best back four in the league. No, no, but by the invincible team, that that was all... No, that's all all gone by now, because the back four then, so it started in goal, it was Lehman. I don't think Lehman was a great keeper, personally. I think it was all right, but that's just my personal... I think he was a good keeper. He might might not have been, like, like best-in-the-world goalkeeper, but he was a solid keeper. Yeah. I think think what, what, what... what goes down on, on him is just his mentality sometimes. He'll just do rash things. But I think he's yeah. a good keeper. Yeah. Right back, yeah. you had um, yeah. Loren. Loren. Um, yeah. Loren was, he was, yeah. he was, he was right? Quality, like, quality right back. Was he quality? I don't think, yeah, I didn't read right back. No, he was a quality right, right back. Do, would you say he was better than Sagna at Arsenal? Sagna is a better defender, I'd say, but and um, Loren was better going forward. 
Yeah. I think Lauren, Lauren suited the, the, the playing style definitely no, for, for, for Lauren, Lauren's really Arsenal. Rated, you know? I think a lot of people underrate Lauren. Lauren, uh, Lauren, I don't think Lauren was a good defender as Sanya because Sanya was actually like a, a very high quality defender. But Lauren was a solid defender and he was very good going forward. Engine, yeah, yeah he did have an engine. But go on. Right, cool. Right, cool. So centre back, centre back, we had the, 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 the big boys. But Tory was young this time as well. So we had Tory while she was young. So he was doing bits there. Obviously, he had the experience of Campbell. And he had the uh, very, very... Do you know what's crazy? I watched a programme recently, um, a match. It wasn't a programme, it was a match. And they basically said, Ashley Cole is arguably one of the most unappreciated left-backs ever. 100%. 100%. He's probably one of the best left-backs ever. 100%. Wait, wait, wait who's underappreciating him? Ashley Cole, as in, in the general, the general public don't really give him that much love. Raw, I, I, I rate him highly. One of the best left backs. I think there was at least one season. He was the best left back in the world, no question. Yeah, more than I mean, even when Roberto Carlos was at Real Madrid, it was the only one. When Roberto Carlos was playing in that team at his peak, he was the only one that was possibly, arguably, better than Ashley Cole. And that was for that's like his, I think years. that was his forward presence. I don't necessarily think Carlos was ever a really good defender. Ashley Cole yeah. had it both. No, I agree. I agree. It was his forward um, play and his free set pieces and stuff. He used to score some bangers, didn't he? And it always caught the eye. I catch some stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he was the only one that you'd say for a period. Otherwise, there was probably a three or four win- year window that Ashley Cole was the best left back in the world. And it's only because he's English that it's not recognised globally, probably. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, like no, but you know what? Yeah, I think, I think, I think the reason why Ashley Cole, what I, what I was the program, he was not a likable person, allegedly, maybe because he was a bit too quiet or he was a bit, he wasn't a likable person outside in the media. That's probably the reason why he didn't right. get his flowers. I don't know. I, don't know. I think yeah, he possibly. always performed. Maybe. He always but performed. Actually like, like Gasco and he one for you. I thought he was even better at Chelsea than he was at Arsenal. So do I. I think he was better at Chelsea. I than thought Arsenal. he evolved into a better fullback at Chelsea, to be honest. He had better players and, than that's why. Oh, this is what we're going to do. He was better <laughs> going forward at Arsenal than he was at Chelsea. I had to go through the rest of the team. Go through the rest of the team. <laughs> so we have, we have, we have uh, mostly Lundberg. Big player. Lundberg, do you remind you, Lundberg is like a, um, he's like a, uh, in my opinion, what's his name at Everton? Sigerson. Nah. I don't think he was player. a great player. But he gets no, goals. Do you know what I mean? No, no, he, he was no, a key no. player, man. That's a key no, player. Man. No, man. He always scored the big games. I hate him. Who scored Red the big Hale games? Red Hair Lundberg. Red Hair All right, that yeah. was a problem. I hated him. But yeah, top player anyway. Either way. Um, Vieira. No, no, don't talk, don't oh. talk about it. Don't even talk. Oh, class. Yeah. Gilberto. Bring his flowers. Bring his flowers to the altar right now, fam. Yeah. Gilberto. Fucking Premier League. I think, I think, to be fair, I actually think Vieira needed Gilberto a lot. 100%. 100%. Just like he needed Petit. Just like he needed Petit. Just like he needed Edu. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you got Perez, Mr. Flair. Was Perez... Okay, side question, yeah. Was Perez world-class? Or yeah. was he just good? Oh. No, world-class. He was world-class. Um, Come on. Oh. World-class. He played for that France team. If you got into that France team, you was world-class. End of... I'm I'm not I'm not convinced he was world class. I think he was a See top, me? top, top, top. Player. Yeah, yeah. What? I think he'll I, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. What? Yeah. Not on, what? 
the world level. That's what world class is. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Wait, wait. After he left Arsenal, where did he go? He went, he went Barcelona, right? No, he went Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. He did well there as well, actually. Did he? Yeah. Then he came back. That then he came back to Portsmouth for saying man of that. No, Villa. I think it was. Was it Villa? The Villa. No, yeah. he, he did, yeah. It was. Yeah, anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Remember, he's had two yeah. ACLs, you know? Please. Uh, whatever. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Up top, up top, the big boys. Bergham and Henry. Madness. Bob, yeah. Incomparable. Madness. So this, so this is what I'm saying. So it's one of those things, yeah, where uh, if you compare Arsenal with Barcelona in the sense of the first eleven. Once, because look, Campbell was whatever age he was at. Ashley Cole left. Um, Vieira went to um, to Juventus whilst Fabregas was coming through. Um, Gibraltar stayed for a while. As is Henri and Burkham. Lundberg was coming to the ends of it. Perez decided to leave. How do you replace that talent? And expect to still be able to complete? You have to spend M's, bro. And they're just going into a new stadium. It's not going to happen. But hold no, on, but hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I agree with you there, yeah? But... This is me being biased again, yeah? As a United fan, Fergie did the same thing. But he didn't spend big all the time, Fergie. you got to realise that. Hold on, he didn't no. spend big all the time. Listen to this, listen to this. Let me tell you the difference here now, yeah? Cool. United have always had a core group of players that have stayed in that club throughout Fergie's tenure, that know how to win, yeah? You see, once those yeah. players left, that was Arsenal's winning core with the experience gone. Now our experience was Fabregas. And then we started getting men like Sylvester and stuff like that is. We signed Mikel Sylvester. That was our, that was us trying to go and get experience. A fucking United reject. That's us going to go and get experience. <laughs> Please, you you, you not really underrate what this experience thing does, especially when it comes to tight games and especially the end of the season. If you don't have that experience, you're in big trouble. And we saw that with Leicester last season. They didn't have experience of challenging for the top four. And when it came to squeaky bum time, they choked. And that's what you said. Listen, yeah. hold on, hold on. But I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But please remember, Ferguson's last season, who won, who won the title with us? We were playing with Cleverly, bro. Welbeck, bro. Take away yeah. Van Persie. Bro, this is a team that won the Ro- league. Robin Van Persie, 25 goals. Who was the core? But who was the, but who was the core there? Rooney's still Man, there. Man United, Winner. Man United, hold on. Man United, mid-centre mid here, after a certain period of time, never actually really mattered. As long as you lot could do a job, that's what it is. He, he beat us playing fucking... Fabio and Raphael sent him in one time. <laughs> he played um, O'Shea. Don't O'Shea midfield. <laughs> he played Gibson. Gibson ended up in League One. United sent him in. Never mattered because they was always a, a, a wing, a wide, a wide focused team. They always used to focus on getting it wide and crossing. So as long as they had elite strikers and elite wingers and everything didn't matter. We could keep a clean sheet. Everything else didn't matter. United was down to win games. It was going to win a lot of games. And United always had world-class strikers. Whenever United didn't have at least three or two world-class strikers, they didn't win the league. When they didn't have good wingers, they didn't win the league. That's, that's, it's, a, it's a different style of play. Yeah, it, I think it's, I, difficult, I it's difficult some, losing a group, of, a group of players, a core group of players, and expecting to yeah. be able to replace those instantly and to, to still be able to compete. It's impossible. And Wait, here's, here's, one thing that Wenger, here's one thing that Wenger used to do, right? He used to sell anyone that was getting near 30, didn't he? Yeah, that was his philosophy for a while. It was like as soon as I had thirty, I'm out because his model that had got him success earlier was all those young kids coming through the Vieras, 
nick him for a half a million here, three million there. Um, Nicholas Anelka, that was the one I was trying to remember earlier. Uh, Fabregas, that was his DNA, that was his model. That model broke as soon as because the, the Vieras and he got a bit lucky. No, not lucky. No, that's harsh because he, he's a great coach. But United, as I said, always had a core. No matter what age they were, Fergie made sure there were seven or eight players who had that Man United DNA, whether they were 32, 34. You had gigs there till he was 40. You know, so I think that is part of the difference at that point when, when the cycle ended for Arsenal because he expected to keep doing what he was doing. And then suddenly everybody else is going, hold on. He's just gone and bought a 16-year-old from Barcelona. Barcelona used to be notorious for buying players from England or from everywhere else. We can do that. You know, we're Man United, we're um, whoever. We can go and now buy Chelsea. We'll go and buy young kids. Like, like Wenger's doing. Wenger was the first to do it, to bring the best European young talent to England. Nobody else was doing it. Yeah. So when everybody else cottoned on to it and started replicating that, but blending the two, as I said, having the core with the culture for United especially, and then get two or three that could fit around it, that's when they got success. And and, and just getting getting Van Persie over the line from Arsenal, I mean... You only Van Persie went to that season and was winning the league. If you went to City that season... He, 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 he won the league for United that year. Yeah, yeah 100%. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 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 and that, I'm, sorry, let me, let me highlight the, the also the... Uh, uh, 07 08, we came close to winning the league, yeah. And then that is when another reason why I say experience and kind of luck plays in because that would have started a new cycle for us, but it didn't. It, we didn't get it over the line in it because I think we 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 fin- ended up finished maybe I can't remember how many four points behind you, and we drew four games in a row near the end of the season after Eduardo's leg break. Like crucial moments like that, I think, are what what yeah. leagues especially for a team like Arsenal. And then our next league challenge, we can say, was probably the closest we came was probably 13-14. Some people might say 10-11. I'd say 13-14 and then the Leicester season. Look at at those big gaps. And then also in that period of time, the the focus in transfers changed. They changed from buying young, exciting players to trying to get more established players. So after that that season, we literally invested in um, experienced players. We got Mertesacker um, in, Arteta, uh, Andre Santos, uh, Ben Ayi. <laughs> ben <Ayin. laughs> Then the season after that, we went to go and get... That's when we got Ozil. We brought back to Nini, and then we signed for Novo. Jesus. And then... And um, it, and then hold on, but hold on, but hold on. Hold on, say, say. We're going to wrap up soon anyway, but before you... Just to, just to add into that as well. But you are saying how obviously you guys are buying those type of players. Barcelona are still kind of buying the creme de creme. They're buying um, Griezmann. They're buying Coutinho. Exactly. Do, do you understand? No, no. So kind of defeats no, no, the problem. But this is no, no. But listen to this. This is what I'm saying. You see, those transfers have put Barca in the problems they are now. They can't mm-hmm. do those transfers again. They actually need to get rid of those players, and they can't. And those those players. Um, especially Coutinho, they're not actually fitting into the Barcelona style of play. Exactly. So they spent how be much here? Hold on. Coutinho, Dembele, and Griezmann. It hasn't worked. Hold, hold on. Hold on. It, no. it might actually be a thing where Messi actually has to leave and they have to implement a completely new blueprint. Because something similar yeah. happened at Arsenal. Henri's last season, yeah, we finished fourth, I think, like that year. But you could just tell where everything was off. It seemed like the expectation Henri had for the team was weighing on the younger players. As soon as Henri left, 
like we saw, um, uh, and then it became Fabregas' team, we saw a big increase in performance. So maybe mm. when Messi leaves Barcelona, there might be a little weight off their shoulder. It probably won't be because that brother's been carrying that team for too long, but <laughs> there might be, it might, allow, it might allow the other players to kind of express themselves, the Griezmanns, the Coutinho's, I, I, and then I agree with that. Mm. And maybe that will give them yeah. more responsibility instead of having to always play around Messi. Yeah, because didn't because Griezmann Messi have a good patch recently when Messi wasn't playing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Griezmann it showed recently when Messi wasn't yeah, playing, he had a good, right. yeah, yeah, good period. Yeah, and that's, that's the whole point about having that DNA. So, and that's a great way to sum it up. And it is all about, you know, if I think you've got to have the manager, the chairman, a culture blueprint and a plan in place um, and, and time to roll out the, the DNA. And, and now Basta are victims like everybody else because they've had so much sustained success. They've got a legacy to the, from the DNA. Of um, Cruyff's no longer there, obviously, but they've got the mega- Messi is the lasting legacy of that DNA, that period, and they've bought all these players trying to fit them around Messi, and they've spent half a billion or whatever it is, and it's not worked because they they don't the players that have come in just don't have that DNA, they don't have that mentality, mindset, tutelage mm. from a young age, you know, and it, it's a whole it's time to change, and and for the good of the club, Messi probably has to go. To allow them to move forward, I agree. Yeah, but they're in big problem. I don't think they're a well-rounded club. So I don't. Even if Messi does go, I think they're going to be in big problems because that club needs a complete restart, and it's going to be the academy once again that's going to save the club. I I I, I put a question on Twitter one time, and I said, um, I think academy is, is the most important part of the football club. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, yeah, I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. So let's say, for example, uh, clubs like, let's just say Fulham. No youth yeah. players making it, bro. And they have they no money to need, buy. They need players now. Yeah, they have to buy. So it's with, only with for, it's only for, do you know, to be fair, Marino said it perfectly. It's only for clubs that have football heritage that youth players play a part. Apart from that, you need results now. Mm, I disagree. Because I wouldn't necessarily consider Man City to have football heritage, but they've produced the likes of Phil Ford and Jaden Sancho. Phil Foden is the only player you can think of. Sancho, you can't, you can't include him because he didn't play for Man City. Take away Phil Foden, who else has broke through Man City's first team? No one. That's <laughs> You know what I mean? No one. Micah Richards. Was Micah yeah. not Man City? Stephen Island. Um, Michael, Michael Johnson. Yeah. That man, they're not my seed. That man, that's do you know that before Christ, after Christ. That's the difference between my seed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just feel, no, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think, think cycles are just. Thing. Oh, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think cycles are just um, much like what what you said, um, Gary. It, it, it's, I think it's always periodic to you know the coaches and and you know listening to the same voice and the same tactics week in week out. If if that coach isn't necessarily backed by the club, which it's starting to be proven a lot more that, you know, as a coach, you just don't have that kind of time. I think youth uh, and the academy plays a big part uh, because if you're always, the, if you're always producing from, from, from your youth and your academy, and then you're adding to that by going out and buying some of the best players in the world to, to, to come in and implement within that squad, then I think it works out. But, you know, I think what, what I definitely agree with is I think every club is going to go through it. Every club in football will have to go through this at some point. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think a lot of clubs Absolutely. are naive thinking that they won't. And that's when that's when they hit turmoil. Even Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. with as much money as they spent, they they've gone through it. They're going through it, some of it now. United have gone through it with their elite uh, manager. Yeah. Teams with the best academies uh, going through it. It's it's just part of football. I wonder who got impatient at Chelsea though, because let's be honest, Chelsea were never the big club, were they? They don't have the divine right. They they don't. They did it on on money alone, really, at the time, and they got the best players and it all gelled and whatever. But suddenly, Frank's got seven academy kids and playing some great football, and then somebody's got in his ear and said, "Nah, we've got to be winning the league, mate. Challenging. Go and spend some money. We trust you." And that was a disaster. I think if you hadn't spent that money on the two German kids in the summer, he'd still be in the chair because they, they, that would have shown that they, they had lowered the expectations short term and they bought into his strategy. So they clearly think, didn't buy into it. I think they the wrong areas. That's yeah, what I think. Do you, do you not feel, feel like they could turn it around and have, have the positive side of the cycle because they do have good youth players? I, I look at the likes of Reese James, Mason Mount... Even Tammy Abraham, I think he's a good squad player. Um, Hudson Odoi, I think he needs to leave. But with what they've bought, you know, it's not necessarily going to be a big job if, as long as they get the right manager in. I think, I think they can actually turn it around. Yeah, I think but they've got a good the squad. Problem, the problem with I what they've bought, the overlaps they already had. Say that again. Yeah. I, th- I think the problem with what they bought overlapped with what they already had. So yeah, it, it, it hindered. It hindered and, the season before. Yeah. Like you bought Ziyech and then now he's, he's taken away from um, Callum's uh, minutes. Yeah, um, he's taken away from politics. Werner, where does Werner yeah. play? Does he play up front by himself? Does he play wide? Then he's taking somebody else's minutes. Are you going to play three in midfield? Are you going to play two? Who's going to be the 10? Who's going to be the striker? Like, there's also many, there's more questions than answers right now. Yeah, and yeah. spending money is just cause when it's actually supposed to give you more answers than questions. Yeah, I think Werner was a mistake. I'm not a Werner fan. I, I like Havertz, but I don't like. I, I, I'm not a fan of Werner. I just don't yeah, think he's, he's a good player. But he's so wasteful, man. He's so yeah. wasteful. Yeah, and I've seen that. I love it. He was so wasteful. Yeah. All right, cool. Um. So, yeah. um, let's just wrap it up. So, I, it, it sounds like um, we've all concluded our own opinions of what the certain cycle should be and how and how it's happened and and ways to progress moving forward. So, my take from it is being obviously Gary mentioned DNA of a club. Um, obviously, I, my, my, I think finances play a massive part, for example, AC Milan and also Arsenal, hence why they're declining. And um, there's, there's, there's a number of different things, reason why teams have fallen from grace, for example, and, and how they can get back to grace as well in the sense of achieving their, their, their goals of becoming a big club again. So um, it's been a great conversation. Um, I think a lot of people can take a lot of information from this chat today. And it's no ball games podcast. Um, what can we say? We're back.